Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz multi-instrumentalist Carl Denson. We caught up with him in mid-May 2020 during the coronavirus music shutdown to talk about how all of this began for him and what the hope is as we go forward. This talented musician from Santa Ana, California, was a member of Lenny Kravitz's band and co-founded and led the Grey Boy All-Stars. He's had quite a road in the world of music, and he has great stories and news. Enjoy. Hey, thanks for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. No problem. My pleasure. How you doing? So we're, oh, man, just trying to get through this surreal reality we're in. I know. Isn't it crazy? Wow. Where are you located exactly? I'm in San Diego. Okay. Man, that's a paradise down there. Yeah, it's nice. It, it, uh, it, that's one one good good right spot in the whole thing is I get to be home which I'm I, I rarely am this much and so you know I'm, I'm getting some things done but you know it's gonna, it's gonna get weird pretty soon you know this is a good time for us to talk about the music and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about COVID-19 and get into your life but when did you realize we were getting ready to head into something unprecedented like maybe mid-March or when, when what, what gig or what happened that you started realizing we were in the middle of something heavy. We ran, We did a nice long run at the beginning of um, of uh, second week of February, and we went out for for a couple of solid weeks, and then and then I came home and I got a weird cough, and this and and that was uh, right at the end of the right at the beginning of March. I got a weird I got a weird little cough. And then I had to go out and and uh, for four days with the All Stars that that following weekend. So I only had like four days off, and 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 I, I couldn't quite shake this cough. And and then we went out and um and that's right when they started talking about it. That's right when they started talking about the 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 COVID thing. Right at the beginning of uh, of of March and. Um, you know, right, like right when San Francisco, that weekend that San Francisco went on, went into lockdown, we were doing a little run. And so, and then I lost my voice and, you know, and it was kind of, it was a little unusual, but not totally unusual because, you know, sometimes if I have, if I have a, a long run of, you know, singing five nights a week, you know, my, my, I'll get, a, I'll get a, a scratchy throat and, you know, cough for a few nights and then, then it'll be done. But this one was a little bit more severe and and the fact that i had to go right back out didn't help and so we were totally kind of freaked out as a band like i'm 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 you know praying that that's not what i got and you know and we did the whole weekend and then we got home on like the you know around the 10th of march and then i had one more show in florida the following weekend and um and that was when we were starting to be scared. Like, you know, flying was kind of not the thing you wanted to do. And then uh, mid middle of March, from then on, I was home. You know, I didn't have any – I had a couple of shows, which ended up getting canceled. But, you know, then we were in full, full lockdown, as California goes. What have you been doing to kind of keep your creative juices flowing during this time? I mean, we're going on about two months now. What uh, what have you been doing to kind of keep the hope alive? Well, you know what i've I've got a I got a rec I got a new record to write, so I've been really focused on that, and so I've been playing a lot of guitar, 
and um, you know, which is kind of my one of my writing tools. And I and 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 then I've been uh, I've been writing a I'm writing a sci-fi. So uh, I've been working on a script for a long time, and this this break has given me a chance to really focus on it like I've never been able to do before. So, um, so I've, I've been, I've been getting a lot of creative work done, you know, between writing, writing words and writing music. So let's go back to the beginnings of your life. How did all of this happen to you? How did you get this music bug and, and how did it turn into being this musical career that you have today? I had good music around when I was a kid and, um, and uh and i always music always appealed to me i think from a from a uh you know like like from a from a uh, what, what, what evolutionary kind of angle you know like i like the idea that you never completely figure it out you know like i i like i've always liked that the possibilities and the variations and all that you know that are associated with music i've always enjoyed that part of it so once I started playing in seventh grade, it just was something that was part of my life, and I didn't really think about, you know, it being a profession until you know my second year in college. It was just something that I just did and, and had fun doing and enjoyed the idea of getting better at it. Talk to me about your beginnings as a professional. Was the stage always kind of a second home? Were you nervous? Kind of how did that happen? You know what? I grew up playing. Um, you know, from the time I was in ninth grade, you know, by the by the end of eighth grade, I we we were in a little band. You know, I had a little band called Just Funk, and um, and then I then that, you know, during high school, I morphed into playing Mexican wedding bands. You know, there was a couple of band, Mexican wedding bands that I played with in the in Santa Ana, where I grew up, and you know, and then. Um, you know, and I always played in in the, the jazz band, and you know, the, at school, and so it was always kind of a part of what I did. You know, just playing music. So at the point where I decided I was going to play, you know, professionally, then I just really hunkered down and and you know tried to put the hours in practicing. You know, every day, eight hours a day, and um, you know, spending the time getting good enough to. to try to hawk my wares as it was you know and that took a while so um um and then um out of college that was like you know early 80s i you know was kind of into avant-garde music and so i was just playing a lot of jam sessions and you know getting in where i could get in and um and then i got a gig i got a gig with my a, a, a guy that grew up that I grew up with, who was a few years younger than me, um, I got a gig with him, this guy O'Brien, and and I was working for Don Cornelius from Soul Train, and so I got to see that whole like R and B um, side of life real heavily, and um, you know, was touring with with great with we were, we were supporting really great bands, you know, like Frankie Beverly and Maze, and we. We're out with Marvin Gaye and out with the Gap Band and Roger and Zap and so it was you know I did that for a while and then I then that that gig ended and I kind of went back to playing jazz and and uh, you know kind of having my own jazz band and and then in '88 I. 
started playing with Lenny Kravitz and, um, you know, and that was really the, the beginning of my real professional career where I was, you know, um, supporting myself with music the whole time from, from, uh, about 1988. So you've been around a lot of big musicians. I mean, you're, you had some time at the Stones, you're talking about Lenny Kravitz. What did it, what have you learned from these very esteemed outfits and musicians of being around them? I probably just their work ethics. You know, you you see these guys and and you you think of them as um, you know you think what whatever their life is like. You know, they're pampered. They're they're you know they got it pretty easy. But then when you when you actually hang out with them, you realize they work really hard. You know, uh, um, Lenny Kravitz was a, was a you know he was a crack of dawn kind of guy he's a he's a he gets up in the morning and gets to work you know and he and he's no he's not really you know he goes out and has has this fun but he's he's really kind of a no-nonsense guy he's pretty focused and um and the stones are the same way they they really put in the work even at their age right now they still put in a lot of work to to be who they are and i i i think that was you know the the singular thing i got from all the all the great um, artists and um, entertainers and just business people that I've met. What do you like the best about being a musician? I like the I like the challenge. I, I really do. I, I I find it to be like you know I kind of have a, a a kind of a monkish attitude about life in general, and so you know the idea that. You're, that I'm learning something that I'm not going to finish learning, and that it's going to challenge me every day, and and it really does. I really enjoy that part. You know, we're going to get to the end of this COVID nineteen, and we are going to get back to live music. And when that does happen, what do you hope both the musician and the audience realizes from this time away from live music? You know, my main hope for everybody is just that we would we would. Um, you know, continue to, 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 you know, take care of each other. You know, I, I think, I think that's what this is all about is, is how do we take care of each other? And I, I think it's, um, you know, it's, it's abundantly, um, apparent that we have to really, you know, be smarter and wiser and, and, and how we look at the world and, and, you know, test, test everything and, you know, not be uh, um, reactionary and and you know just be be good people. You know, I just hope we hope we learn how to be better people. You know, in, in general is, is really I think the music I think the music and the um, you know us entertaining each other is going to come and it's going to come back and all that's going to be nice. But I I just hope from this experience we've just learned to to be more caring and more compassionate and more, um, you know, about it, you know, about what's really important. Final question is this. Everyone has their version of their interpretation of you uh, or perception, so to speak, your family, your friends, and your fans, but you're the one living your life. Who do you think you are? It's <laughs> an interesting way to pose a question. I think I'm a composer. That's what I would consider myself. I'm a composer. 
And, um, you know, that's kind of my life's work is composing. And, and you know, hopefully in the process of all this, I, I write, a, you know, a few good songs and, uh, and you know, give people a feeling of, 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 um, of growth, you know, through, throughout my life that, that, you know, as an artist, I was, I was growing. Hey, man, thank you for taking some time out today to talk with me on jazz during a very strange time on the planet. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You have a great rest of this little thing we're going through here. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in San Diego, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Carl for his time, music, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.